While I was growing up, we had a lot of pets. We had dogs, cats, hamsters, a chinchilla, but we also had less run-of-the-mill critters like ducks and geese and squirrels and chickens. Chickens! You know, you might get away with this down in sweet home Alabama, but in suburbanite Florida, nothing earns you an ass-kicking faster than telling your redneck school buddies you can't go play football after school because you got to get on home and feed the chickens. Well, except maybe tell them that their sister's a bad fuck. But the weirdest pet had to be the monkey, and I have to say, some comics have said owning a monkey would be fucking awesome, but I view these people like I view the ones that say they love kids. Nine times out of ten, unless it's a priest or Michael Jackson, these idiots have never had either one of them. And I speak from experience. We did have one growing up, and I can tell you I'd rather live with Charles Manson. Next to a primate, Manson looks like Mr. Rogers. What happened was, my older brother won the state science fair for like the eighth time in a row. Although since we lived in Florida, voting on things ain't never been an exact science, has it? But my folks asked him what he wanted as a reward for being an all-around genius, and he said, Carl Rove. But my folks said, nah, we'll get you a monkey. They're far more trustworthy. That's as political as I get, people. So they went out and they got this thing. Kmart had everything back in those days. And first off, this wasn't a decent monkey like a chimpanzee or a gorilla. This was something called a compoochin. The best way I can describe it is, you take Mickey Rooney's face, put it on a Manchichi doll, dress it up like a bellhop, and have Mario from Donkey Kong leash the thing and make it beg for coins while playing a music box. And it was no bigger than an aborted fetus. But since there was no morning after pill back then, there was no easy way to get rid of it. And it managed to prove that my folks weren't the brightest stars in the firmament, since even after it sprouted titties like Heidi Klum and started getting really cranky once a month, my family still insisted on calling it Henry. To the rest of the family, it became sort of this weird uncle that moved in with us, only not as hairy, and it knew how to bathe once in a while. But in my case, this was the beginning of a lifelong rivalry that made Superman and Lex Luthor's little feud look like Brokeback Mountain. It hated my guts from day one, and it made it its life's goal to destroy me. Since this is a point cast, I can't give you all the details because it would take too long and I have to have something to put in my memoirs. But the highlights? Anytime it escaped from its pen, it would hunt me down and tear into me like Mike Tyson with a fresh earlobe. When I brought a real-life girl over to the house for a playdate, the ape flung poo in my face and then made the girl cry by having bigger boobs than she did. And I never got to touch him, hers or the girl's. It broke out one day and trapped me in an above-ground swimming pool for three hours. Go ahead and laugh, but it couldn't swim, and I wasn't about to get bit again that week. So it just circled the rim of the pool like Jaws till Grandma got home and paid it off. And when I got out of the pool, I was as shriveled and wrinkled as Minnie-Me's nutsack. I'm saving that picture to scare my grandkids about drinking too much Yoo-Hoo. And the worst encounter? Christmas 1977, the year of Smokey and the Bandit, as if that wasn't bad enough. We brought Henry into the house so she wouldn't suffer those harsh Florida winters. I guess we were worried her iced tea might melt or something. And she picked the lock to her cage and strolled out to the den where me and my brother were watching The Price is Right. And it walked right past him. Well, after stopping first to pat him lovingly on the head and give him a Tootsie Roll pop, then it leaped over him and righteously kicked my ass all over the friggin' room. When she was finished, I was so messed up I couldn't use either hand for weeks. And since I had just discovered masturbation, this was heartbreaking. <laughs> Everyone else was laughing their ass off over it, including Bob Barker. And there were many, many more incidents. But you get the idea. But eventually, even God got tired of watching me get brutalized and Henry up and died. I'm not going to dwell on this part. If you want a tearjerker about a pet, go rent a Benji flick. She died. I didn't. So, yeah. The folks buried her in the backyard, and that was that. And years later, when I was looking around my long-gone parents' house for the last time, I stopped next to the oak tree she was buried under. You know, there's just something about a grave that makes you stop and wax nostalgic and reminisce about the good times. Even if whoever's buried there is a complete scumbag, you'll make shit up if you have to. And I guess the times weren't all bad. She wasn't half as mean when she was asleep. 
And as I got teary-eyed, I thought back on it all, and I also thought about the fact that this might be the last time I ever get to see this spot again. And I'm sentimental as hell, and I had to do something to commemorate the occasion, just to show all that Henry had meant to me. So, I dropped my pants. I'm sure it was a weird sight, but my neighbors were used to it by now. It wasn't the first time they'd watched a grown man take a shit by the old oak tree. Granddad did start drinking at noon. And they'd seen Stranger. You might recall an incident I mentioned concerning a douchebag. And years later, a quick look on Google Earth will show that spot to be one of the most fertile patches of land since Jack planted those magic beans. So maybe something good came out of it. And I'm not a heartless bastard, folks. There are still times I missed a little hell spawn. But I've learned a lot in the years since then, and I found out that 10 seconds of resting your balls on a belt sander will chase away any guilty feelings you might have had. I motherfucking hate monkeys. So this is Point T. Weasel at point.furryhost.com and movio.com saying that if you want to hear all the details, either you need to get me completely drunk when you see me and ask me about it, or wait until I write it up in my memoirs. And I even have a title for them already. Sodomized by the Crunchberry Beast, a story about a lovable schmuck.